What's up? It's Terrence the God, and you're listening to FPFO presented by the G2S Network. Yeah. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes when I, I sit had a, back I and had really a let good it night Thursday, I did everything I but said I the fact that first. they made me throw my ball away, I really regret I mean, no the crash the fuck off. But luckily, I wasn't as first. drunk as I was planning on being. Yeah, so it's only one in yeah, that, it. Yeah, that, oh, that's yours, by the way. That's your yeah. present that I told you. Yeah. The, case, the whole case. Yeah. I forgot all about that. I mean, yeah, you don't have no use for it. I mean, I had that shit sitting on my dresser. Welcome to FPFO. Hey, listen, I know the sound quality of the past couple weeks has been fucking mud. Sorry, we've been working through a couple I things, I but, humble, but I think that we're good to go. I think we're back on track this week. Uh, so, yeah, we lit, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to let the song run for a second. Now. Make sure Terrence got his good shit right, because I'm on his ass, because I, I don't even like the way he talks. And I'm going to go ahead and warn y'all, Terrence, a lot of the shit he say today might be a little emotional, because he's not having the best of days so far. Well, really the best of last hour. Uh... You know, so don't don't really take put too much stock into what he say. If it sound emotional, it is emotional, and it's nothing personal towards y'all, the fans. You better believe everything I got to fucking say today, because I'm gonna address some fucking fans too. Uh oh. They just know I got the flows and the hoes and the packed out shows. Ain't too many cons when you playing with the pros, except for how your life get exposed. But I make that sacrifice for the life that I chose. I know in Toronto they got soft for the roads, but school's closed in Kentucky, so I like when it snowed. The kids carry chopsticks, not for rice in the bowl. School counselors all know how their life is at home. Cold like the Minnesota Vikings. know I had this, I had this song before it released. And that bitch Jack Harlow had it. That bitch Jack Harlow had to go back and add like eight to sixteen more bars. I was gonna say something. I'm not even gonna. Once in a lifetime, till I say I want it twice. Of a kind, know you everything. Claims you had a bunch of other shit before it released, and it just wasn't that. Like what? What was it? That certified lover boy album? Yeah, I had the whole fucking album before it released. Like fucking ten songs on that bitch that was actually not released. I got <laughs> yeah, blocked I, off of YouTube for that shit. Cold hearts and heated floors. No, I know the vibes, man. Y'all been subscribed for longer than six months. Y'all know the vibes. Abandonment issues. I'm getting treated for. How much water can I fit under the bridge before it overflows? My son's gotta learn that forgiveness is a lonely road. The cribs on his wheel like motorhomes. Niggas love to try and test us like they know what we own. Chubb's got a magazine cover like Rolling Stone. Cause we already know how they rock, they throwing stones. Whenever you getting bigger, there's growing pains. I got enough pull to make the city start going games. At the G2S Network, to our viewers, thanks for being here. Instagram, at 4 Panthers fan only. TikTok, at 4 Panthers fan only. Twitter, at... C-A-R-F-P-F-O. I've been telling y'all the wrong shit like the past four weeks. C-A-R-F-P-F-O. At C-A-R-F-P-F-O. Um, again, YouTube, Rumble, at the G2S Network, etc. Um, and yeah, we here. Go ahead. Lucky me, people that don't fuck with me, a Lincoln huh? with people that don't fuck with me to fuck with me. This shit is getting I mean, that doesn't really tell me shit. I'm not gonna lie.
Say what? Show the, show the camera. Oh, yeah, bro. I'm not going to Because my whole thing is, y'all didn't, didn't even respond to my shit the other day. This nigga Rod wants to have ways more than me so bad. And I told him, give me three cuts. That's all I asked for. And when I got out the chair the second time, this time, this go around. Nigga. Nigga. I cook every day of my life. When I say bitch, I'm very rarely referring to women. Bitches, I know niggas, they not even women. I know that sounds like I'm being funny. I'm not even kidding. Same was a city running game when they not even. To be honest, your financial situation is my biggest motivation, and how you should take that statement is based on what you're making. Whips and chains like a dominatrix. If I see how spitting your faces. Daytona's with the green faces. Oh, Kentucky my God. Hey, that nigga, I ain't gonna lie. He walked like Jack. <laughs> Jack just really should should have just gave the nigga the song. I ain't gonna lie. He would have been better off doing that. Because that, that Drake feature was not as valuable as some other ones. It was valuable got, for Jack, though. I mean, was it, though? Because his fucking album was ass. Yeah, his album was ass. And the reason that it was valuable for him, because that's about the only song I got to on the album. <laughs> yeah. So most I mean, people that's enough. making traffic to the album is to listen to that. Fair enough. Fair point. Again, welcome to FBFO. Um, we're gonna jump right into it. Um, draft night, man. Draft night. Uh, let me see how I want to start this shit. Actually, you know what? Let's go. Let's go here. No, I'll give y'all my intro. Um, we was outside Thursday. Terrence won't with me. And I know that you know that had a lot of y'all disappointed, but you know that he 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 a, he a hard working man. So I really was on his. If only y'all knew how much I was on his ass before the draft, y'all would you know y'all would commend me for trying to get him out there with me at least. But he had shit going on, so he ain't make it. Irregardless, I was outside, a lot of motion, got to meet a lot of y'all. Um, you know, went to the party at the at the bank. Um, went to ten fifty eight before and after the party. So good vibes, great vibes. Um, and obviously, you know, I feel as though we drafted our our franchise quarterback. We'll dive a, le- a little bit deeper into that. But I'll be honest with y'all, I felt phenomenal mm-hmm. about this draft. Um, I think a lot of picks that we made are going to make an immediate impact. I really do, and I won't <laughs> say a lot. Because we didn't even have a lot of picks to start off with. But I'll say three out of the five people that we drafted will have an immediate impact with one potentially having an impact. Um, but we'll just see how that how that competition kind of plays out. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into that as well as time goes on. Um, but phenomenal draft for me. And Terrence is going to be on some hating shit today. But um, matter of fact, let me not even let me not even say it like that. What would you like to say about the draft? <laughs> what would you like to say about the draft? Just overall? Yeah, just overall how you were feeling Thursday. Because I know you were about to cry because I called you after we made our first our first pick overall. And you looked like you had tears in your eyes a little bit already. Well, so. that, like the uh, opening of the draft was probably like one of the longest 10 minutes of my life. Because y'all know the speculation that came out a week before the draft. Will Levis' odds went through the roof, uh, he telling his family members he going number one, which he's a fucking liar. That's that's <laughs> what one thing I was going to address, like just a fucking liar. And he ended up dropping to the second round, as which that should have been the case. And so, yeah, so the first 10 minutes, I didn't really know where we were going to go. Um, 
So that that was a long time, but that 10 minutes felt like an hour. But ultimately, we made the right choice. Uh, we drafted Bryce Young, as y'all know. Um, and, yeah, so I, I felt good about that. Um, there was, I will say, like, at first, I didn't like our next pick. But, I mean, I, I had to do my research. I uh, went and watched a few highlights and things like that. And I, I was able to... I guess, see the good in him. See more in him than what I thought I would. And so I felt a little bit better about that. Um, and then, like, our picks after that, uh, like, they're not bad picks. Like, I think they're they're solid picks uh, for what was on the board. Um, so I think, like, overall, I would give it a draft of um, A-. minus. Okay. Yeah. If I had to give okay. it a grade. I was going to wait to do that, but I would give it a B plus. Okay. And the only reason why I wouldn't give it an A is because we didn't have that many picks. Yeah. But obviously, I understand, you know, we had to make those moves to have that number one overall. So, I understand we didn't have that much capital because of that and then, you know, the future, et cetera. So, I'll give it a B minus. Yeah. Or, excuse me, a B plus. My apologies. Because I really like some of the guys that we took. I really yeah, and I think that we we picked the best available guys at that time. Yes. I will say that. Yes. I agree. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let's start here. I want to kind of work backwards today because the draft review will kind of take a little more time. So I'm going to touch a couple of things that, you know, some news that also came out this week that kind of flew under the radar just because of the significance of Thursday evening. Um, yesterday, or excuse me, Monday, it was announced that the Carolina Panthers would and are picking up Derek Brown's fifth-year option. So we do have another year of Derek Brown after this season. So that's great. Great to know. Great to see. Um, I feel as though if Derek Brown does what he needs to do this year, he'll get a contract without any hesitation towards the middle of next season. I, that's how I feel genuinely. I don't think they'll let that whole thing play out because I don't think that that's a piece, in my opinion, that you allow – to test free agent waters, so I, I believe that we're gonna uh, we're gonna see something from from Derek Brown on on that front by midway of next season. But again, at least we have him locked up for another two years. Excited to see his growth and development. Um, he's gonna play, in my opinion, Derek Brown will play a huge part in what we're gonna do this year defensively. He's gonna be a significant piece. And honestly, if you look at it, shit, realistically, Derek Brown is. is one of the veterans in that group. <laughs> Honestly, even though he's a young guy, what, third year, right, going into his fourth year or whatever, but he's a vet, and, and he's going to, you know, he's been in the system for a little while as far, excuse me, let me rephrase that. He's been a part of the organization for a while. So he kind of knows how things go. Um, obviously, with the new coaching staff that we brought in, it'll be a lot different in my opinion. But in that same regard, he knows how the organization kind of goes. He knows what the expectation is. Um, and he's going to be one of those guys, one of those vet guys in the locker room um, that, w that you know, the Carolina Panthers will look to to be a leader and, and make a significant jump this year. How do you feel about it? Uh, I think it was a, a great choice. Um, obviously, he's one of the brighter spots on our defense. And I know that I said last year it was like he was on a high at the beginning of the season. He was playing really, really, really good. And it seemed like he dropped off a little bit. Um, and I don't necessarily – like, I didn't do, like, a stat comparison from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. 
it was just kind of something that I noticed, and I noticed that we started to uh, slowly stop talking about him as much as we did at the beginning of the season. Um, I don't think that, you know, not necessarily saying that he was playing bad, but there were games where it was like, oh, where's Derrick Brown at? Yeah. And so, um, but I think that with that being said, that he's still a vital part of that defense. And being with the kind of defense that we're going to run this year, the 3-4, he has to – there has to be a lot more physicality there, which I think he already has that, but, like, you're you're one of the only three down linemen. So, it's like you, you have to fill those gaps, fill those holes, because uh, there's, there's nobody else there. Like, the other two are playing on the edge. And so, you have to develop more so into a run stopper, in which I think that he's very capable of doing that because we have seen him do that in the past. And so, like, I think it was great that we locked up his, his uh, fifth – fifth-year option. Um, so, yeah, I think he will be a very big piece going forward. Um, I don't see any time soon that he's going to fall off by any sort. And so locking him up through uh, for his fifth year is a is a huge jump by us. Yeah, I agree. Um, and other news, what happened to yesterday as well or Monday, I got to stop fucking up. Um, we, declined, we declined to – pick up C.J. Henderson's fifth-year option. And, uh, I mean, I'm not really going to, you know, I'm not going to go crazy just because we're not in season and I haven't watched him play for a while. So I'm glad about that because, you know, <laughs> the way we rolled C.J. Henderson last year was just mm, well-deserved, actually. Let me not even say uh, – let me not even take accountability for his bullshit performances. We all know what C.J. Henderson is and what he is not. And what he will not be is a Carolina Panther after the end of this season. I'm excited about that. I'm happy about that. We made some moves after the draft, which we'll dive into next week. Um, but we made made some moves um, after the draft. Uh, after the draft, signed a couple of free agents that I think have the opportunity to play a big role. I know one of the guys in particular. You're very excited to see, you know, what he's going to be able to do. But again, we'll jump into that next week. Um, and then, of course, we got Eric Rowe this this free agent period, this free agency period. So, you know, it, it's, it, it was time to move on, honestly. We saw what happened in the biggest game of the year last year when he had an opportunity. We all know C.J. Henderson as being, you know, a first-round pick and being this stud coming out of college and then getting drafted to Jacksonville and things of that nature. And he just simply has not reached his full potential. It doesn't seem as though he will ever reach his full potential. Um, and it's an unfortunate situation, but at the same time, at some point, you have to cut your fucking losses, and unfortunately, that seems as though, or it seems as though the Carolina Panthers are aware of that, thus we don't pick up his fifth-year option, and C.J. Henderson is one of those guys also that we spoke about last week being on that list um, coming up for free agents next year, um, and it happened quicker than I thought. I'll be honest, um, I guess probably just because I wasn't aware of the time period and, you know, how the fifth-year options worked and the deadline for how you had to pick those up and things of that nature. But it happened quicker than I thought um, because I was under the belief that, you know, we would give him some time and see what was going to happen this year. But, again, I wasn't aware of, you know, how the time periods worked and how, you know, those certain windows open up and you have to make a decision before the season even starts. Um, and so if you're just going based on what he did last year, we really, really, really had no choice 
but to allow this guy to walk after the end of this year. Um, unfortunate, but it had to be done. C.J. Henderson, thanks for nothing, with all due respect, and I hope you have a better year this season because you are still a Carolina Panther, and just given the way that our starting cornerbacks get injured at the rate that they do, I know that you're going to get way more snaps and reps than I want to ever see you play again in a Panthers uniform, so I hope you do some maturation and uh, excuse me, I hope you do some maturing and that you get better this offseason. Because if not, I mean, I'm going to have a lot more to say towards the end of the season. <laughs> I mean, I, was that – I felt like I did a good job right there. Mm-hmm. Was that was that professional and respectful? It's about to be better than what, what I got to say. Okay, cool. Because I, I don't really have anything good to say about the nigga, honestly. He was just fucking <laughs> terrible from the time he put on the Carolina uniform, and he will probably be terrible until the time he takes one off. Uh, I think that there was – a couple of games where he caught some picks, and those were good. Those were nice. But in the grand scheme of things, when our corners went down and he had a chance to showcase his abilities as a starting corner, it was just a fucking embarrassment all the, all, like all around. Yep. It wasn't shit that I seen him do good. Um, he just couldn't. Like, he couldn't do shit good. Like, <laughs> he was burnt every fucking play. It, it was like he was out there lost. Um, not that great of a tackler. Uh, so, he was one of the main reasons that we got fucked over in the Tampa Bay game. Because Mike yeah. Evans just did a fucking number on him. So, I mean, it, it's just way, way more bad than there is good. And so, it was a great decision to cut our losses with him. Um Wish him the best of luck in the future. Um, but I guess the guy is what he is. Uh, he was a high draft pick, what, number nine draft pick? Yep. And, I mean, nobody, no team that he's been on has seen that kind of play out of him yet. So it, it's hard for me to sit up here and even believe in the slightest bit that wherever he goes that that type of play is going to come because I just don't think it will. And so, and I think that our secondary has gotten a lot better over the years. But like you said, considering our injury history with our secondary, if we can't find a spot for you, then I, I don't think – I think there's a hard time for you finding a spot in a, on a lot of other teams in the NFL. Yeah, I'd agree. And so if you can't do the simple things, if you can't tackle, if you can't uh, stay on top of the routes, I mean, just give us some kind of fucking defense on the back end. Like, if you can't do any of that, then – there sadly is just it's going to be a hard time for you to find another job in the NFL, but I do wish you the best in the future. Uh, but I am extremely happy not to see you in the Carolina Panthers uniform after this year. Yeah, and, and I mean to be fair, I think that, um, I think that when we made the C.J. Henderson move, I think that both of us kind of had um, gave him a little bit of leeway. I'll be honest, I think that we were extremely fair with him when he came in. I think that we were both expecting him to make a jump considering the the players that he had surrounding him. Now, given at the time that we brought him in, brought him in, if I'm not mistaken, Dante Jackson was still healthy, and obviously J.C. Horn was still healthy, um, being as he didn't get hurt until week, what, 15 or 16 last year? J.C.? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I thought that he would make a jump, but, you know, kind of circling back to where I was going, I think – that we're not be, I don't think that we're being unfair with the guy. If you take a look at his career, I mean, this is year what? This is year 3 for him. Yeah, I mean, this is year 3 for him and he's made no he's made no no impact, you know, 
on any squad that he's been on, he's progressed none, in my opinion. You know, Steve Wilkes fully bought into him and, and what he had the ability to do. And, I'm, you know, just based on what I know in regards to the situation, invested a lot of time with him, and unfortunately he just simply couldn't get the job done. And he's just not living like that. And I think he has had plenty of opportunity to showcase his ability, showcase what, what he can do, and he just simply hasn't done shit with those opportunities. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's really all I got to say about him. I don't even want to spend too much time on him because it's really irrelevant at this point. Yeah. Uh, I just have to deal with it because he's still going to be there next year, and I'm still going to have to see some some part of it next year or this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean, you are. And, I mean, just be prepared to be pissed off because we already know it's coming. We already know it's coming. Um. Moving on, Bryce Young is officially wearing number nine. Uh, so I have a direct message to NFL shop. Y'all go ahead and start making the fucking jerseys and send my shit out because I just thought that it was absolutely ridiculous <laughs> that I was riding a high at about 3.30 in the morning coming back from the draft party. I decided to pre-order my jer- my Bryce jersey in um, blue. <laughs> so when y'all see it, you'll know which one I'm referring to. I decided to pre-order my jersey, and for some reason, I, I you know, it tells me it's a pre-order item, so it's going to take two to four weeks. Okay, great. Right? I can live with that. And then I refresh it, go into my email, confirm that I purchased, et cetera, and now it's saying estimated date of arrival, October 23rd. That is not going to work for me. So NFL <laughs> shop, the number is solidified. Go ahead and... Go ahead and get them hands moving. And even if you go back to look at it, because I, I was going back to look at it today, like thinking, oh, maybe I should just order mine today, still says the same shit. Like, even if I was to order it today and they have the correct number on there, still, they said it still could be delayed. So I'm like, yeah. what What's the fu- What the fuck <laughs> is the point of me even trying to order it? Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> they got to fix that. I ain't going to lie. And um, they don't even have the white ones, so. Yeah, no, they don't have the white ones. I already told you what you got to do. Yeah, you got to get the custom shit. Yeah, I'm just not doing that. With a player like Bryce Young, they need to have that shit in every single color. Just like they have Jeremy Chin. Like, they have army shit for him, gray shit, <laughs> all black, extra custom shit. So, I mean, I expect the same thing. Yeah, uh, it, it should be. It should be. And if not, I'm sure that, I'm sure that they'll have some at training camp. Like, I'm, I'm kind of confident about that. They'll have some at training camp. We just got to get there in time. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to get there in time. So Well, we're going to be down there a few days anyway. So, yeah, we are. be plenty of opportunity to. For sure. Um, Bank of America will not renew its contract with the Panthers at the end of 2024. Um, that came as a surprise to me. You know, the only the only stadium that I've known is Bank of America Stadium. Uh I'm young, like <laughs> we young, so I don't know. Like I understand, I know that we were playing at, at, at Clemson at one point or another when we first started. Um, but the only stadium that I know is is, is Bank of America Stadium. So that kind of came as as a shock to me. Twenty four, twenty five years. Um, would it be in Bank of America Stadium? And with me acknowledging it as the bank, as BOA, I never know anything different. So that was kind of a shocker. But you know, sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it's just time to move on from a business standpoint, and I just need to know. I just need somebody to pick it up 
that that shit can sound fire. I ain't gonna lie, cause I don't need no bullshit. Like I don't even know. So is it same location, just different name? Probably? Yeah, same location, just different name. Okay. I mean, we should, yeah, we should, that, that shit happens. I was about to say because Dave fucked whatever he had going on in Rock Hill. So if it was <laughs> if it was a different like stadium location, you think he'll fuck that up? Yeah, and, and, and it ain't even shit in motion right now, or at least some shit we don't know about. So that's yeah. what I. That's why I was asking, trying to make sure. So yeah, no, nah, it's still gonna be the same location, same location, but at the end of twenty twenty four, it will no longer be, uh, no longer be Bank of America Stadium. So cool. we'll see. I mean, we still got two years to enjoy it, calling it the bank and shit like that. Good thing we ain't make them shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we ain't make them shirts because we ca- we got clipped the following week, and now this news comes out. See, I, I just can't stand the nigga. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is actually another thing. Yes, I believe Yannick Ngakwe will be a Carolina Panther by the time that we record next week. I thoroughly believe that. He followed three or four guys from the team um, this afternoon or this morning. Uh, we still need another pass rusher because uh, news flash and a bit of foreshadowing DJ Johnson, not going to get it done. Mm. Uh, huh? Mm, Don't. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, I think Yannick Ngakwe will be a Carolina Panther uh, within the next 72 to 96 hours. I genuinely believe that that is going to provide a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of help for Brian Burns. And, mm, my God, I can just envision it right now. Them two in the 3-4 together, mm. them bitches might have 12 apiece. Yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I can too. Because <laughs> Nick had 12, he had nine and a half last year. And BB had 13 and a half this year. Yeah, so. Or last yeah. year, excuse me. So, yeah, I, I can easily see it. But, yeah, um, Yannick Ngakwe, he's on the way. Everybody just be patient. Scott, <laughs> like I've been trying to tell everybody the whole time, Scott got it under control. Have I been trying to tell you that? Yes or no? And what? Matter of fact, let me tell y'all about how this conversation went. So, you know, hmm, I'm at the draft party. Ugh. I get relatively close. Anytime I go around the Carolina Panthers, like I'm gonna always work my way as close to the action as possible. Right or wrong? Is that right or wrong? Can you just confirm? <laughs> I, I mean, it's right, but okay, cool. Just leave it at that because I, I I would have to elaborate on some shit, but we ain't even okay, got enough cool. time. So cool. Yeah, see, because you're trying to snitch, nigga. <laughs> see? So I'm at the draft party. Cool. I'm by the tent. They got Jake DeLong, TD, Luke. You know. All the gang out there, for real, for real. Um, just so happened that Scott walked by. Cool. That was planned. Scott comes around. He taking pictures of signing autographs and shit like that. Now, y'all know it wouldn't be JJ unless I ask questions that I know my listeners want to fucking hear and want to know the answers to. And really, let's just put it this way. I asked a nigga, and I quote, are you happy that that bitch-ass nigga Matt Rule is gone? I said it just like that. <laughs> God struck me dead if I'm lying. I asked him just like that. And I'm not going to tell y'all my res- uh, his response, but just know that everything I've been trying to tell Terrence the last three weeks with the response that I got was confirmed in that moment. So, you know, Terrence is doing all that hating on Uncle Scott, but 
I'm not calling that nigga. That Uncle shit. Scott. That, <laughs> shit. that <laughs> shit just got confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, Scott did it again with the whole draft, with the exception of one pick. But he did it again, and like I told Terrence, everything is under control, and he got it. Okay, nobody ever denied that. He Get into it. He doesn't have shit under control. Get into but it. But what I told JJ when he told me what Scott said, I was like, I mean, anybody in the organization at this point would have had the same fucking answer. Just because I mean, it's it's fucking obvious who want who who wanted Matt Rule to still be there. Just different. after after the seasons that he gave us. Jeez. Nope, nobody <laughs> and niggas that ain't even part of this shit. Right, exactly. So I mean, <laughs> exactly. so I mean, niggas that prey on our downfall. Exactly. And so, like I said, anybody would have gave that same response. So I can't even let you get that shit off. Okay. And it still stands true that if he let Matt Rule do all that shit that he let him do, then he was a fucking hoe. Like now, <laughs> maybe he turned over a new leaf. Cool. It, it was no doubt we've had great, we've had good drafts for the past couple of years. Yes. And so. I'd agree with that. And so, and I will say Nine that. Nine times out of ten, them good draft picks came from you know who. So Matt Rule ain't play, play no part in that. Even oh. though you said that he he wanted to bring his guys, he wanted these guys and this guy. I'm not gonna say that. You're right. Oh. You're right. Cause oh. he he's a great judge of college talent. Okay. Cause cool. that's all he been worth the fuck for anyway. Is <laughs> getting college talent and assessing college talent. So he did great in the draft. Yeah, you're right. Okay, okay cool. But what I know is Scott Fitter also was in that war room telling that chipmunk looking motherfucker that this is who we going <laughs> with. Okay. This is who we going with. And you might got you know, you might have CEO power over everything else, but understand when we assess these players, know that my voice will be heard. So you can call him a hoe if you want. So I'ma let you have CEO power over everything else, but when it comes to directing our franchise for the future, this one I'm gonna decide to step in. But I'm gonna let you fuck it for three years. Yes. That's just fucking. I have mm. no choice. I, that, <laughs> I have no choice. That, I have no choice. That, that makes no sense. <laughs> that, that makes no sense. Let's so. get into it. Let's get into it. And I'll let you start it. Because I know you want to get your shit off. Because I know. Like, you made a slick-ass comment the other day when we were on the phone talking about, uh, yeah, I tried to tell your bitch-ass that from the, from the very <laughs> beginning. All of this shit. So I'm going to let you get your shit off with announcing who the number one pick is if niggas have been li- living under a rock. Yeah, so and give me your feedback, give me your draft grade. Just go ahead and get fully into it for our number one overall pick. I mean, the number one overall pick, Bryce Young, quarterback of the future. I mean, that was an A plus draft pick. And as I've been trying to tell niggas from day one, when they announced that, you know, since he announced that he was coming out of the fucking out of fucking college. <laughs> and when we got the number one pick, like it's gonna be Bryce Young. He's the best quarterback in the draft. Cut on the tape, all that other shit that y'all naming out, that's cute. All that shit at the combine, we're not seeing how high the quarterbacks are jumping in the game. They're not going to be hurtling over niggas. Uh, they're not going to be taking off in full sprints uh, from the fucking, doing a fucking 40-yard dash. So, I mean, all that shit is cute. That broad jump shit, that, when the fuck does that ever translate? Cool. So, I mean, all of that shit is nice, but when you go and get into the real Measurement of talent, just cut on the fucking tape. Like, Bryce Young is head and shoulders above the other quarterbacks that are in the draft, and which is a reason why Frank Wright, Scott, Dave, all them niggas, they said, I mean, as soon as we traded up, we knew who our guy was. 
I don't. Like, I don't. It, not not to cut you off, and not to say that anything you just said was wrong. I don't believe Frank. I think that Frank Wright was the last person on that bandwagon. Well, I mean, imagine them really taking what the fuck he got to say into account at this point. I mean, I, I completely agree, but I think that Frank Wright really, really was hesitant, and I think Frank Wright was still hesitant up until he did his press conference the other day, announcing that yes, the proposal was made, whatever, and the consensus. We've come to a consensus that this is the best guy for us. I don't even know, honestly, I don't even know if I'm 100% confident that he was ready to take Bryce Young there. I don't know. I I personally don't know if Frank Wright is 100% bought into Bryce Young. I don't. And that's just the vibe that I, like, I'll be looking, uh, like, very, very deep into shit. Um, but just kind of observing, you know, the energy and the spirits that everybody else was on, like, Nicole came out, Dave came out, Dan came out. It was a lot of a lot of people from the front office that came out that was chilling with chilling under the tent with all the guys with uh, TD Charles, all of them guys. And the only outlier to me, like literally, out of that whole process, because I'm I'm like I said, I'm very observant and I'm watching this shit and I'm watching it not because like I'm in awe. Like, other fans around me, which, as they should be. Like, you know what I'm saying? We got goats standing right there on some shit. But I'm watching because we make content, we do a podcast, and I have to report and give my opinion on certain shit. Based on what I saw on draft night, I personally don't know if Frank Wright is 100% ready to commit to Bryce Young being the franchise quarterback. And I don't know if his decision, I don't know if uh, if Bryce Young was his decision. I think it took a lot of convincing from him. Well, cool. I mean, that that's fine. And good thing we didn't leave that shit up to him. Yeah, because, I mean, I agree. Because, I mean, you honestly, if you want to keep your fucking job, you don't have a choice but to be bought in. This needs to be the person that you're bought in on. We just drafted him number one overall. You need to give everything you have available to invest in the, his playing ability and for that to translate onto the field. So, I mean, but like I was saying – I knew the whole time Bryce Jones, the best quarterback in the draft, was the best option. Uh, we drafted him number one overall. And regardless, irregardless of whether Frank Wright was bought in or not, Scott and Dave, I mean, they said that, like, we when we traded up, we knew who our guy was. Yes. Even if they had to convince Frank Wright, they knew who their guy was. Yes. Just, like, because I believe they cut on the tape and they seen, like, he's obviously the better guy. And then – we're going to bring him in, talk to him, and things like that. And that just adds, like, that just takes it over the top. Yeah. Like, he interviews well. Uh, he processes things well. Uh, you can go pull his test up. Uh, not even knock C.J. Stroud shit because we found out that that might have not been accurate. So, yeah. But I think still Bryce Young outperformed him in that, uh, regardless of what those results were. Uh, but yeah, so all things pointed to Bryce Young being the the best quarterback in the draft, and ultimately it led to him being the number one overall pick. And it took JJ a while to get on board. I, I really don't know why. Uh, I really don't. But I I, I was telling you know this why. nigga that since you know why I was <laughs> I was telling this nigga that since we traded up, and so. And then the last few weeks, he he came in and was like, "Oh yeah, like we getting Bryce Young, like all happy, I mean, and, all happy and shit." But I nigga mean, ain't giving me extreme. my fucking credit. But like I said, I've been, I've been, I've been put niggas on game, and then 
that's just what my organization went out and done. So kudos to them. <clears throat> well, I'll start here. The <laughs> draft pick to me, I, I, I mean, first and foremost, let me start here. Super, super, super excited to see what Bryce Young is able to do. I think everything that you just said was 100% facts. He interviews phenomenally. I mean, if you sit back and you watch the kids speak, I mean, seems like he's been doing this shit for 30-plus for, for years. Um, But. No, it's not a but. Oh, it, okay. I mean, the only but is the same but that I've been saying the whole time. You know, and I'm not going to keep beating a dead horse. Everybody knows what his size is. Everybody has acknowledged that. All of the, you know, analysts and everybody, the experts, quote-unquote, have said what they had to say. At this point, I'm done with that. Um, It's not a but. Okay. He's he's small. So that's why, I mean, if you ask me what my grade is, I'm going to say an A-, minus because I think it was a phenomenal pick, but I still have – it gives me cause for pause because of his size. That's it. I mean, do I, do I not trust his ability to throw the football? No, I, I absolutely trust that. I mean, like you said, you turn on the film and you see it. Do I trust his decision-making? Absolutely. There's, I mean, really, there's not many flaws in his game when you turn on the film. Again, the, 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 thing, that sticks out the, the thing that sticks out the most is his size. But if you take that completely away and you just turn on the film and look at what he was able to accomplish at Alabama and look at, you know, the way he plays the position of quarterback, phenomenal pick. I'm excited. I really am. I'm excited. Um, I think ultimately, like I said, I was on the CJ Stroud train at first. As time went on, I, I, I switched my stance. I believe that Bryce Young is the best quarterback and was the best quarterback to take at number one. I do. And like they, they everybody keeps saying he's a point guard. If you turn on the film, like, and I had to dive even deeper into the film this weekend to see, like, why did they, like, I understand why they were alluding to that, but I had to see why they were saying that shit. Like, honestly, that's all I kept hearing. They kept comparing them to Stockton and Jordan, uh, or excuse me, and, um, Magic and Steph, et cetera, et cetera. That's who they kept comparing them to. It really hasn't been a pro comp. Like, they'll say uh, Drew, they'll say Russell, okay, cool, y'all were saying that based on his size, but everything that I keep seeing is them referring to him as a point guard, and really when you turn on the film, it, it shows. It does. I understand where they're coming from, and I think he's going to be an issue. I really do. Um, will it take him some time to develop? Absolutely. The organization has already come out and said, no, he is not quarterback one at this very moment. He's going to come in and work. And Bryce responded to that by saying, you know, after he did the walk, everybody welcomed him in and shit. He came in and said, I absolutely understand that and I respect that. And that's how it should be. Don't give me shit. I want to earn it. And, and, And really, I think that's probably what sets him apart to me is he got that fucking dog in him because he already knows he's undersized. He already knows that there's a lot of people doubting him. And I think to me personally, for me, from the outside looking outside of looking in, I think that shit gets him amped up. Yeah. I do. And so <laughs> we'll, 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 we're going to see, but I'm excited. And, and, and not to cut you off or anything, but that's the fucking problem I had with this fan base. Get and I told him I was going to touch on it just because it's a lot of niggas in that Facebook group who really don't know what the fuck they talking about. They don't really do their research. They don't watch film. They just look at shit on the internet and just fucking post. Because they really don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because I had this one guy telling me that, oh, uh, we should have went in a different direction. Bryce Young lacks leadership. 
uh, blah, 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 this and that. But when you go cut on, uh, when you go look at the, the analysts and uh, check what they're saying about him, his strengths, the, he, the, uh, the guy also said he has an inability to, to lead men who <laughs> are paying mortgages and, and car payments. Just stupid ass shit, really. <laughs> but when you go and, and, and dive deep into his scouting reports, that's one of his strengths. Like, literally. Being able to lead the locker room, also carrying that leadership onto the field. Being able to not also lead the locker room, but lead while we're out on the field, while they're in the huddle, making plays, making checks at the line of scrimmage. Like, all of that points to leadership. So I don't really know what the fuck people be getting into when they make these blasphemous statements. But it it really just points back to people not doing their fucking research and not really knowing what the fuck they're talking about, honestly. And and that's the problem that I have with the fan base. A lot of them just talk and don't have any facts behind what they're saying. Most of their arguments are based off of emotions. And when you fail to put your emotions aside when you're evaluating shit like this, like, against me, you're going to lose every fucking time. Because, I mean, we we do this shit. Like, so... Oh, God. You're going to lose... you invite a buddy on the podcast, ain't you? Yeah, I, I told a nigga. If you think that you can stand with me in this shit, nigga, feel free to hop on the podcast. Because what he told me was, uh, if you're going to debate with me, you need to know football in general and not just Carolina Panthers football. Like, he did nigga, say that. Are, are you fucking serious, nigga? Like, how do you think this shit translates? <laughs> like, are, and, and in his statements that he made, I continue to argue against every point he made because he made a bunch of, a bunch of false accusations saying that defensive ends in the NFL are 6'6 six, six to 6'8. Six, That's just a complete fucking lie. The, <laughs> that the is be- a lie. The best defensive ends in the NFL are not taller than 6'4. TJ Watt. Uh, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald is fucking six one. So I mean, just fucking lying, just just false information that he just spewed out all over the fucking internet with no facts to back it. And so shit like that just really pisses me off. But that's the problem with this fan base. I get it, I understand. And a lot of the times, I really don't even know why I waste my time going back and forth because honestly. They don't even deserve to be in the same stratosphere with me when it comes to debating this shit because it's just not even fucking close. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I I, I got I I I let you handle that shit because I saw he would be uh, Terrence this this past week. He was online beefing with this nigga. I don't even know his name. Uh, you not Malik, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with all due respect, you know. You still got some work to do in, in that group chat for you to hold enough weight for me to remember your name. And then he came uh, back apologizing. He, he like, did come he came back. back. Yeah, I'm talking about. He, he I'm praying he helped you. <laughs> but you were just saying that he just said it was a 70 percent chance that a 70 to 80 percent chance that he wasn't going to make it 10 games based off fucking what? What injury history? Based off of what? And then the next day later, oh, I was tripping. I'm praying for a healthy career. Just a fucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? why he can't why he can't change his stance though, big bro? I mean, my whole thing is the nigga <laughs> went to sleep and he prayed on it. I mean, <laughs> because for you to feel that strongly about it to say it to start with, oh, and is, he didn't just he didn't just say it to start with. He had like 10, 15, 20 posts, yeah. leading up to the draft, and in the comments was defending his bullshit. 
And then all of a sudden, when niggas with credibility and that actually knows what they're talking about, and that's going to call you out on the bullshit that you spewing across the internet, then you sleep on it and come back, and, and now all of a sudden you praying for them. Okay, cool. I mean, that just tells me all I need to know. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Stay off the fucking internet. Like, please. <laughs> Yo. Well, it wasn't just Facebook. There was uh, Sheena and V, they held a, they hosted a, a uh, what's the shit called on Twitter? Like Clubhouse. What's the shit called on Twitter? You know, I don't even got Twitter, it's, so. It's like Clubhouse. They do it like Clubhouse. They make it like Clubhouse, but it's not Clubhouse. It's a Spaces. They did a Twitter Spaces um, after the draft. And there was just one nigga. Oh my god! I don't even know his name. I don't even remember his name. Walter, some <laughs> shit. I don't know. All I know is he was on Bryce Young's top, and I mean he was on everybody's neck. And when I tell y'all, they cleared that nigga out of there so quick. Mm, was he at least speaking facts? facts or? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> he was just in his feelings. That's typically how it is. This was, Fucking this emotions. Was, this was one of the responses, and this is actually I'm really blown because my notes weren't set up right. Cause this is how I wanted the intro to pod, but I'm gonna still I'm gonna still play this shit. But just know this was one of the responses, and that shit got me ready to run through, run through a fucking wall. And that's why I, I <laughs> might be at training camp every fucking day this season. I do want to say shout out to Rocket because he's been my bro throughout this whole thing. We've been saying that Bryce Young was quarterback one. He's always been quarterback one. This is the right decision for the franchise. If you're so worried about his height, he would have slipped. He would have never gotten drafted if he's too small. He's always been big enough for the moment. He's the most clutch quarterback in the class. He has intangibles you cannot teach. He's going to make this team great. And he's coming to a great situation. I'm beyond happy with this pick. I'm sorry. He didn't elevate his team. The, he, he, Shroud didn't elevate his team the way Bryce did on a week-to-week basis. There's nothing against Shroud. Bryce Young is just simply that dude. He's and him. the coaching staff, yeah. he's yeah. him. They came out and said they started. They, they liked Bryce from the start, and they basically were seeing if anyone else could surpass him, and nobody did. I wonder why. I mean, it's not that hard. If you're upset that Bryce Young is too small, he played in the SEC. There's clips of him. You want a Heisman? Stiff arming Trayvon Walker, for Christ's sake. I mean, go watch the film, which is something half the fans in this franchise don't do. They just make assumptions. Oh, he's too small. I'm sick of it, man. Like V said earlier, you can't be a um a con- like you can't contradict yourself. Like everyone has something to complain about. Let's just be optimistic and happy for once. We deserve Love this. It. Enough with the free agent retreads. I'm optimism optimistic as hell i'm gonna be there tomorrow when he arrives at 11 30 like i am so happy <laughs> damn they took the fucking words out of my mouth <laughs> half hey, this yeah. fan base don't do their fucking research yeah very true very true very true but yeah i'm excited i'm excited and all of that being said i mean that was a great clip and that like i said that's how i want to intro i wanted to intro it that way but again he's he's very small so, like, all of that is great. And everything that he said in that clip was 100% facts, 110% facts. Everything that you said on this podcast for the past month and a half, 100% facts. At the end of the day, two things can be true. He can be a phenomenal leader. He can be the, have the best arm in the class. He can be the most precise with his throws. He can have the, the most, you know, uh, the, the most IQ out of the draft. All of that can be true. But at the end of the day, the fact still remains – that he's 5'8", 200 pounds. Not 5'8". So, excuse me. My, you're right. 5'9", 200 pounds. 
that's just that's still a fact. So two things can be true. And though I still hold that stance, I re-emphasize the point that I'm excited. And I do believe that he'll be able to overcome that and become a great quarterback in this league and be one of the best quarterbacks that our franchise has, franchise has seen. And I just want to say Google has him at 5'10". Google, but that shit is a lie. Say it again. Yeah, I mean, he, he and he knows that. Because Every, that shit is great. Everywhere has him at 5'10", though. So where did you get 5'9"? Because from? you want me to tell you where I got it from? <laughs> because I saw when he walked in that stadium when they did the uh, welcome party, and I saw every nigga that he was walking up to to sign autographs was standing above him. So that right there confirmed to me that he was 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, like I said, until you the see average it in person, man, then that, that's what we can the go The average up. man in America is 5'9", and, 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 and what, a couple inches? Matter of fact, the average man in, in America is what, 5'8"? Let's just look it up. Okay. And the average height is just over 5'9", about 69.1 inches tall. That comes from Healthline.com. Uh, so don't don't slander me, slander them. And I'm seeing it on numerous sites. So, so the, you know they do do measurements the, at the draft combine, right? The average – listen to me. Like, that shit is – and what he, he, he didn't participate in the combine. He was just there interviewing. He didn't participate. When he had them thick-ass soul hokers on – them thick ass shits, and I told you that day that I know that that motherfucker knows that he's miniature. So, so you telling me he's been through college, getting measured, uh, all the way up until getting drafted, and everything is lying about him being five ten. Yes, That's but exactly but what I'm based saying. off of what you've seen through the TV screen, he's five nine. Correct. <laughs> correct. That's you're not. You like, do you not one hundred percent correct. That is that, exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. I do not believe that Bryce Young is taller than me. Okay, cool. 5'10", 204. That's his NFL profile. And I'm assuming that they got those statistics from, uh, or excuse me, those measurements from Alabama. And we know how the fuck they be lying about everything. So, so, so are they shit is not more accurate than yours? No, I don't believe so. But it's okay. <laughs> hey, it's okay. <laughs> but it's okay. This is the thing. In June... Who? <laughs> right, so that's exactly my point. Because no. I, I know he ain't 5'10". You telling me he's 5'10"? Yes, bro. Oh, he's 6 foot? He's no, 6 foot. I'm, what the fuck? I'm, you said ESPN has him at 6 foot, so he's 6 foot? But I'm not even... I don't know if he's... No, and I would this say... this is I, why I, I you would, just go do your own fucking research. And I have. Because you cannot trust what these sites and all these motherfuckers be saying because they be lying like shit. So how can now, you base it off the TV screen? Then, I would bro, say get that more of a... That would be more of a better evaluation when we go to training camp. Yes, you're right. And that's what I was going to say. <laughs> we will be able to tell for ourselves come come June. And I need all bias aside. And, and, and let me be looking... Let, let me be looking at his eyes. Let me be looking at his eyes. And what the fuck you think I'm gonna come on this podcast? Because I already know. I told him I, I didn't know how. I told him I, I five nine and one quarter. So Bryce Young, let me be looking at you <laughs> in your eyes, and I'm gonna know what the fuck I need to know. He's five eight and a half. Like I've been trying to tell y'all this whole time. <laughs> he's is small, so count, bro. but I think he's gonna be an elite quarterback. I do. He's not five eight, bro. <laughs> like it's just not true. So make the point you were just making. 
we we still he has to go through a bunch of medical evaluations, physicals, and things like that. Like every player has to go through. Yes, there's no way people will lose their job and lose their licensing just lying on his fucking information. No, they won't. Just to they prove, do it every day. Just to prove a fucking point. It's they, it, it's never that serious. They do it every day. They do it every day. Now imagine the Carolina Panthers coming out and, and, and telling you exactly what his height is. Because why would it make a fucking difference? That's oh, why. Like, that's why. That's why they would have no reason to lie about it. Because what fucking difference would it make? We already drafted the bitch number one. You're right. What difference does it make? You're right. And that bitch Colin Murray look fucking miniature in person. That's See, who, and he's five ten. And I hate when you do this to me because you be trying to make it. You be trying to make it come out of me like I really don't like that nigga. But it's not that. I'm just telling you facts. Like I said, I think everything that my man said in that clip was true, but I also said two things can be true. Two things can be true. Yeah, that's true. And, is and he sm- can I just ask you this question? <laughs> is he small, yes or no? <laughs> like, yeah, yes, compared to other quarterbacks, yes, he is. Okay, cool. He's not fucking 5'8". Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> that's fine. But is he small, yes or no? Compared to other quarterbacks, yes. Okay, cool. And we'll just stop right there. We'll just stop right there. No, no, listen, it's not anything else that I want to say. Like, there was no follow-up question or no follow-up comment. I just want to know, in your opinion, if he's small, and you tell me yes. And so, I get crucified and hung like fucking Jesus Christ himself when I say he's miniature. You haven't been hung like that. But then, (laughs) you know, no, I have, because it's been in the Facebook group chat. I done told him there, uh, TikTok, niggas on my top, everything. Everything. So I get hung when I say it, but then we can both admit the same thing. He's small. That don't mean that he's not going to be an elite quarterback in this league. It doesn't. I get you're saying that, but he's cool. not 5'8 small. It's just not. We'll it's, see at training camp. Not. <laughs> we, got, we got more picks to go through, but we'll see at training camp. Cool. Right or wrong. I mean, I'm just and not. Like I I'm said, not going to go, go out your there. judgment, bro. I damn near want to go out there every fucking, every day. All fucking 10 to 14 days, I want to be out there. And maybe the... Mm, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Pick number two. Who? Uh, let's let's do it like this. Let's kind of mix it up a little bit because we spent a lot more time than I thought that we were on different topics. That CJ Henderson topic was not supposed to last that it long. Damn sure was. I gave that nigga way too much of my fucking time. Yeah, me too. I ain't going to lie. Um, you said your draft grade was an A-? minus. Yeah. And my, I said mine was a B plus because we didn't have more picks. Okay, cool. We'll just we'll just keep going. Forward. And you said Bryce Young was an A plus, right? Mm-hmm. And I said he was an A minus, just based on size alone. That's my only hesitation. Just based on size alone, everything else he's green. Ten out of ten. Um, him at pick number thirty nine. Everybody was very very locked into this pick. I think that this pick held. I won't say the same amount of weight as a number one pick overall, obviously, but this was a very, very significant pick, and everybody in the organization, everybody in the fan base, everybody was aware of that. Um, and I was very intrigued by this pick. Me and Terrence, we released our mock drafts, uh, I want to say last Wednesday, um, and y'all kind of can go back and look at that. Again, follow us on Instagram if you don't already, at for Panthers fans only. Y'all can go take a look at the mock draft that we did. A couple of things went wrong to me to put us in a tough position. 
The Detroit Lions, for whatever reason, took Jack Campbell, who had a projected draft position of second round. Pick number 50, yeah. to be more specific. Um, so that happened. And then the guy that I wanted after Jack Campbell, there were two guys on my list. Now, did I know that Joey Porter Jr. was going to be available at the end of the first round? Absolutely not. But when it happened and when I saw that, I got extremely excited. Um, and unfortunately, that excitement ended as soon as round number two began with, yep. the, with the Pittsburgh Steelers drafting Joey Porter Jr. at number 39 overall. Um, or, excuse me, at number 32 overall. Right? 32, quarter. Yeah, whatever 32? the first. Yeah, first. because it was 31 the first round and then 32. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so that excitement, like, quickly went away. Then I shifted my focus to another name that I still felt like we needed a receiver. And there had been talks off and on about what we were going to do at 39. Some people felt like we were going to go wild out. Some people felt like we were going to go edge. Some people felt like we were going to go linebacker, et cetera. I was under the belief that we, if Jack Campbell was available, I fully believed that we were going to get Jack Campbell at 39. But in that same breath, I believe that if Jack Campbell wasn't available for whatever reason, because I didn't think that was going to be the case, but I believe that we would have gone wide receiver. And the wide receiver that I wanted was Jonathan Mingo, or Josh Downs. And I had Jonathan Mingo ranked higher than him. I had Jonathan Mingo being way more of a threat. In my opinion, he's going to be a lot more successful. Um, but that was that was kind of my thinking. I wasn't <coughs> sure what we were going to do at 39 once we got there because I felt as though a lot of our guys were off the board, a lot of the guys that our franchise wanted, our organization wanted. Um, so I was very, very interested to see but I will say that I was very happy when I heard Jonathan Mingo's name being called. And to me, to me, this was the best pick of the draft. Because you couldn't really fuck number one up. Like, obviously, okay, cool, the betting odds and everything changed for Will Levis, et cetera, cool. But to me, it was always between CJ and Bryce. And either way you went, you couldn't fuck it. Right? 39 was the most intriguing pick for me personally. And I'm happy with what we did. And I think, again, this is the best pick of the draft, in my opinion. I give this pick a, 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 a solid A. I won't say an A-plus because I haven't seen him do it for long enough. And I know he's missed a lot of games. Um, you know, I know he's only played one full season out of three years at, or excuse me, out of four years at Ole Miss. Like, I know all of that. But if y'all look at this guy and the way he runs his routes, the speed that he has when he gets the football in his hands, now – Coming off the line, is he going to absolutely burn a, a, a defensive back? No. He doesn't have that speed off the line. His route running is crisp. When he gets the ball in his hands, he's hard to bring down just simply based on his size. If he wants to run through you on a route, he will. If he wants to sauce you with his footwork, he can. And when he gets the ball in his hand, he reminds me a lot of Debo Samuel. He's going to be a fucking problem, and I know a lot of people got a lot to say. I know that you're going to combat this. I know that you have your own opinion on the guy. But what I'm trying to tell everybody is everybody better look out because all of that shit with DJ and Adam Thielen was cute. But if shit go how I think it might go, by midway through the season, about game seven or eight, we might be seeing Terrace Marshall and, and 
Jonathan Mingo being rolled out every week. Uh, outside receivers, both starting. And then you got to find a position to put Thielen in and, and Chark in. That's the kind of expectations I have for the guy coming in. I think he's going to be an issue. I do. 6'2". 6'2", 225, I believe. Runs a four four six. Niggas think they know yeah. me. He, he, yeah, he, he's different. He's different. Catch radius out of this world. Contested catches, all that. I'm putting my nuts on the back of your head just because you're a bitch. <laughs> and then when I get that shit across the middle, you can try and do whatever you want. Hit me hard, all of that. But I'm going to let my nuts drain. Excuse me? <laughs> Who? Imagine. <laughs> He, he he! It just can't happen. His injury history is scary. That that is left left up to be desired. Yeah, uh, I mean for sure. My my feeling about the pick and this nigga JJ think he he knows what I'm gonna say. He doesn't. And so I know that. Never mind. And so my feeling about the pick. Uh, yeah, I will say that um, the them boys, the Steelers. I about forgot their name. <laughs> But I will say that it, they, they fucked shit up when they took Joey Porter because I thought that he was going to drop to us and that we were going to take him. And when Detroit took Jack Campbell because that's who I had in my uh my mock draft. Um, And so I wasn't too high on Jonathan Mingo when we picked him. Uh, I thought that there were better better players in a sense, not necessarily at receiver, uh, more so at edge. I like Trenton Simpson from Clemson. I thought that he could be a franchise-altering player, and I still I still do believe that. Um, and so I was hoping that we would go him. I just don't think he was a guy that our front office had on their draft board or thought very high of. And so I think that that's why we didn't go in that direction. And I, I said before, I would have rather had uh, Jalen Hyatt. Um, when did Jackson and Jibba Smith get picked? He got picked high. Yeah, he, he got, got picked high. He went to uh, Seattle. Yeah, he got picked high. First yeah. round, he was gone. So I, I rather have had Jalen Hyatt, uh, just because. Um, did I? I've never seen Jonathan Mingo play. I had to go and look and look at his highlights, look at his film and things like that after we drafted him. But I hadn't seen him play up until that point. But I, I've watched Jalen Hyatt play just because they play in a lot of the big games like Alabama, uh, LSU. Things like that. So I've seen him play, and I mean, like, he's just a, a athlete, just a, a great player all around. Like he he'll burn you off the line. Uh, he makes uh, deep catches down the field, and I just thought that with the receivers that we had, um, just basing it off our receiver room, we have an Adam Thielen, we have a Terrence Marshall, and a DJ Chark. Those guys, other than with the exception of DJ Chart, we don't know how he's going to be coming off an injury, but those guys are not really your your deep threat burning, getting behind the safeties, getting behind the corners type guys. And so I just thought a receiver like Jalen Hyatt would fit perfect in that situation because then we have a, a different kind of play style at all the receivers. Like all the receivers possess a different kind of play style that – can be crucial for a team. And I thought Jalen Hyatt would be that guy. So that's who I originally wanted. Um, but then I went and turned on the uh, Jonathan Mingo tape. And, I mean, like, 
he he's just a good player. Like like JJ was saying, um, he's not really like he he ran a four four, which is which is fast. But the thing that caught me, he wasn't really burning people. It was just the fact that how poised he was when he was heavily covered by a corner, but still won that matchup damn near every time. And so that that's the kind of thing that kind of uh, blew me away when I watched this tape. Uh, just him to have the ability to catch in traffic, to really showcase his ability after the catch by not going down on first contact. And when he gets out in the open field, you're, you're not going to catch him. But as far as, like, him just running past your, your corner, that probably won't happen. But when the ball gets in the air, he will make your corner look like a bitch. He does have that ability. And so that's the thing that made me made me hype about him. And then just just the fact that if you go and look at the receivers that Ole Miss have produced in the past and he's in that category, then that's another thing that makes me kind of high on him. And so I, I would give the pick – I would say – uh a B. I'm going to go a B uh, just because uh, he he hasn't really been available for Ole Miss. Um, and I think that, that that says a lot, but I am a firm believer of when guys get to the NFL, when they get to the next level, they have better training staff. They have better better workout plans. Like, this is literally their, their job. Like, they don't have to worry about doing schoolwork and all of this other shit. So they have plenty of opportunity to pl- – train, get treatment, and just really work on the things that they're lacking and which him would be his his injury history. But I think that with the professionals that we have, then I don't think that that would be a problem. But I can't really say that because he does have that history. And so until then, I, I can further evaluate it, but that's why I give it a B. Fair enough. <clears throat> Fair enough. Um, moving on. <clears throat> this was the worst pick to me, and I, I, I mean, I don't even know why. <laughs> no, like, that that's serious. Like, I don't even know why we decided that we wanted to go up and trade with the Steelers um, at 80. Because I think the the, uh, the difference was, like, 39, and then we didn't pick again until, like, 95 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. So I understand that aspect of it, but I really don't know why you go up to get this guy in particular. Um off rip before I even say his name, I'm giving a pick a D. He he really has. I mean, I I don't know. I don't I don't I don't see what the what the organization sees in this guy. I really don't, and I say this with all due respect. But at the same time, you got to understand that you play for the Carolina Panthers now, and you got to understand that we tell it how it is, and we give our unfiltered opinions. I give it a pick a D. Um, DJ Johnson out of Oregon, pass rusher. 39 total tackles last year, highest of his career. Um, eight and a half TFL. Like, I, I, I don't know. I can't go based off the stats. When I turned on the film, the shit told me the same exact thing. He really not hitting on shit respectfully. I don't understand the pick. I really don't like the pick. And he's going to have to show me. Again, this was the worst pick of the draft for the Carolina Panthers, in my opinion. I don't know why this was the thought process. I don't know why this is the direction we wanted to go. He has a lot of work to do, and until he shows me something, I really don't want to see the nigga on the field. I don't. But with the Yannick Ngakwe rumors and things of that nature happening, 
it puts my mind at ease. I'll be honest. Because if we got to roll this nigga out with Brian Burns, we might as well, we'll be better off just rolling out YGM. Because at least I know he can make at least one or two plays on a professional level. This dude couldn't even make no plays on a college level. This is going to be the biggest bust of this class. I'll be honest. What would you like to say? Yeah, I'm not even going to spend a lot of time on it because when I watched this film, before even looking at his stats, I could really tell he wasn't on shit. Like, I, I didn't... I, there literally wasn't one thing I seen on his film that impressed me at all. Like, literally at all. And so I, I was just very... I don't know. Like, it, it, it just wasn't a great pick, in my opinion, either. Um, like I said, he wasn't even the best player on the defense. Like, he wasn't even the – I don't even think he was the best player on the defensive line. And so, I mean, yeah, I, I just didn't really understand that. And, like, I don't know who else was on the board uh, when they went and made this pick, but I I, can, I guarantee you is it was better players than him. For sure. And I, I feel like he was probably picked strictly based on the college he attended because it, there wasn't really anything that I've seen impressive that, that was on film. And so, yeah, I just think that was a terrible pick. Yeah, so that that's really all I got to say about him. What, what would you, what grade would you like to give it? Uh, probably an F. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, like for that. fucking failure. <laughs> yeah, that that shit was pathetic. Honestly, cool. Well, we'll just leave it at that. I mean, yeah, that's very possible. Carter just said if he comes out and starts balling, we're gonna have to eat our words. Absolutely, and I'll be the first one. On his bandwagon, and I might fuck around and buy his jersey if he start balling like that. I would never. But do at that. this very moment, at this very moment, he ain't. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he ain't hitting on shit to me personally. He not. And I was gonna say something else, but you know, I've been told that we need to relax and chill. <laughs> so I'm. A, I'm gonna relax and chill. You're right. The, the motherfucker ain't worth the fuck. <laughs> for I'm concerned, based on what I'm saying, he ain't worth the fuck. I don't know why we went him at 80, and I don't know why in the fuck we moved up for him, because he ain't worth shit. That's what you want me to say? <laughs> that shit, but that's how niggas get me, bro. They drive me to that point, then I become the bad guy, and everybody want to crucify me. But the thing about it is, only thing I do is I, I call it how I see it. Yeah. Ain't do shit. Ain't, <laughs> ain't do shit on the film. Won't worth, matter of fact, anyways, moving on, pick 114, <laughs> Chandler, uh, how do we, how do we pronounce his last name? Zavale? Huh? I mean, it's not, it, this isn't even a research thing, this is just a pronunciation thing. Z-A-V-A-L-A, how do you pronounce that? Zavala? Zuvala? No, just Z A. Man, long story short, offensive guard from North Carolina State. I think it's a solid pick. I'm going to give it a C um, just because I don't feel as though it moves anything. Now, him and Ick, they got history. Uh, he came out and said Ick is, is his big homie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> his OG. So that's great. Um, I think he's going to need some time to develop, obviously, as all offensive linemen do. But I think he'll, you know, later on down the road, should anybody get hurt from injury or whatever may have you, that's going to be a solid piece to have um, from a depth perception, or excuse me, from a depth perspective. Um, and, yeah, I mean, realistically, honestly, he could be battling for the starting job. Uh, 
Now, just based on what our offensive line did last year, I, I, I find it very hard to believe that he'll win that position. But he could come in and go crazy at training camp, and he could come in, win the job, and he could be a starting guard for the Carolina Panthers um, one September 9th or whatever whatever the date starts um, when, when NFL Week 1 starts. So who knows? Nothing that really jumped off the paper to me when I watched the film. You know, he, he he's solid in what he's supposed to do. He does his job, and that's great. Yeah, no, nothing really moved me about the pick. Uh, and <clears throat> the only thing that, I mean, that I'm really not even excited for, but just, like, that keeps me afloat with the pick is that he played alongside Ick. So, I mean, he has that mentor on the team. Uh, he He's already steps ahead of other guys just because of that. Uh I think it can show him the ropes if, if they're really what they say he is as far as, like, how close they are and things like that. And I think he will already have a head start in that aspect. But other than that, like, it, it really just adds depth. Like, I think our offensive line is already solid. Uh, I think he'll just come in if, if a guy gets banged up here or there or something like that. But other than that, I mean, it doesn't really, really move me that much. Fair enough. Um and again, we could be totally wrong about all of these guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like this is this is strictly our podcast that we do an opinion on. Yeah, opinion pieces. That's I all feel, this shit I is. I feel very strongly about one, but yeah, DJ Johnson. I feel very strongly about him. Bryce Young. I still feel very strongly that he's very small. Um, and Jonathan Mingo. I feel like he's Debo Samuel reincarnated. Can we see him play a game first? Yes, absolutely. We can see him at training camp. <laughs> uh, and I, and this is the one we gonna beef on. Cool, cool. You start first. I, oh, I am. Cool. I was because I don't want no hating shit. I don't want to. I don't want you to be on no hating. It's shit. Not gonna be hating. It's gonna be facts. No, you are gonna be on some hating shit. Uh, my second favorite pick of the draft, and of course, I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking this and saying this because we already know that Bryce Young is number one. Cool. Now, my second favorite pick of the draft, Jamie Robinson. Florida State safety. Um, and I have a couple of things to say on this. Is he undersized? Yes. Miniature. He's not miniature. Don't okay. do that. Okay. Because he's not the same size as Bryce. He's not. 5'11", one inch taller. But go ahead. Go ahead. Two, uh, sorry to interrupt. Two inches. Sorry to interrupt. Two go inches. ahead. Continue. And really three inches, because Bryce is five eight. <laughs> yeah, two or three inches is very significant. <laughs> two or three inches is very, very fucking significant. Um, but yeah, is he small? Absolutely. But do he come through and and see? I can't wait to see him play. I can't wait to see him play. And when they drop his shit, <laughs> imagine me not getting it. Imagine me not copping his jersey. I can imagine who won't get it. Huh? I can imagine somebody not getting it. Who? Continue. So you think he going to get cut? Just go ahead and get your shit off so I can say my shit. This pick was a a B plus. The only reason why it's not A minus is because, again, his size. Um, But he come down, he hits, he talked that shit, and he got that dog in him. Everything that we need out of a safety at this very time and at this very point in our organization's history, he possesses. And I think he's going to be a demon. I do. 
Uh, I watched his interview after he got drafted, popping his shit. Like, yeah, I know everybody slept on me cool. I know I'm small, but guess what? I really couldn't give two fucks because I'm coming through and I'm sliding on shit. And really, they need to go ahead and tell him right now, at training camp, you got to ease up, pimp. Because the way I see it, <laughs> let one of them niggas, let shy one of them niggas come across the middle and, and act like they want to tiptoe. He might stretch a bitch. <laughs> if it's shot, never mind. See? <laughs> see? And that's how you do. But, yeah, this pick to me is a B plus. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I think he makes the roster. And also, this, in my opinion, furthers my theory in regards to Jeremy Chin. Well, actually, I won't even, come, I won't even claim it as my theory. I'm not going to claim it as my theory. But it's not my theory. Somebody said, I already told but you. But you, you, you believe it strongly, though. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and I already so told you a very reputable source it. is the one that said this shit initially. Well, stand on it, that you believe it's true. Yes, I believe it's true. Okay, cool. I believe it's true. This furthers my theory that Jeremy Chin will not be a Carolina Panther. At the, mm, I'll say week seven, Jeremy Chin will not be a Carolina Panther. And I'd be surprised if he makes it that far. I think Jeremy Chin is getting traded. I really do. I really fucking do. I really think Jeremy Chin will not be a Carolina Panther by week seven of this NFL season. I don't. He, he And I say this with all due respect. I really do. I say this with all due respect, and then I would like for you to comment on what I'm going to say and then give your your, anal, uh, your I'm, analysis I'm, I'm, I'm on ready. Jamie. Oh. But he holds no fucking value. I keep telling you that. At this very moment, for the Carolina Panthers, Jeremy Chin holds no value. It's that simple. They still have, I told you last week, they still have this dude working out with the secondary. And I don't know if I said that on the on the pod or if I told you that when we were talking one-on-one, but the dude is still working out with the secondary. They had him at minicamp the other day still working out with the secondary. He holds no value. He holds no value. So why would you, why would you hold on to a guy? That at the end of the season is going to be a free agent. Based upon my belief, it's going to be hard pressed to find snap for him because I told you. Now, given was it a fan was it a fan's opinion? Absolutely, but I told you that it's numerous people saying that just based on the way this defense is set up and based on the transactions that we made this offseason, it's going to be hard for him to get on the field. Jeremy Chin will not be starting, so that's number one. He's not going to stand for that. So, cool, if you want to pick up his option, which I don't even know if it's going to be Tom, and I don't even know how that shit is going to work because, again, I don't know how these time periods go, these these periods that open up and then close or whatever. Um, but he holds no value, and I say that with all due respect. Is Jeremy Chin a phenomenal player? Absolutely he is. But when you take a look at what we have with Xavier Woods, with Von Bell, with Eric Rowe, then you throw in Jamie Robinson in the mix, who is actually a true safety already. Then Dante, JC, he's not going outside because we know he can't cover. I just have a very, very difficult time with finding a place that Jeremy Chin fits into this defense. I really do. For that reason, I believe Jeremy Chin will be traded because there's no way in hell this organization allows Jeremy Chin to walk for free next offseason when we don't have as much draft capital within the next two to three years as we had in years, in years prior. I think Jeremy Chin will be traded. Do I want that to happen? Absolutely not. But there's no fit for him. He holds no value for the Carolina Panthers at this very moment. Okay. Cool. My turn. 
All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and start with with the draft pick. What's his name? Jamie Robinson. You know his name. So, <laughs> like it, it, he is small as fuck. Uh, it is he's nice. A safety. It, okay, cool. It is nice that he he's a hard hitter. Uh, I do like the way that he comes up, hits, makes plays, and things of that sort. That that is nice. Uh, that is something that, or someone that everybody will want on their team. Uh, because you know that he's gonna play hard every snap, because he's trying he's trying to put you under every snap, every time he hits you. Absolutely, and, and that is nice. Uh, but the thing is, is the reason why this doesn't translate well to your theory is because I watched six minutes of his highlight tape. I seen one interception, and I seen maybe two pass breakups. And I analyzed this shit so well when I watched this highlight tape because as soon as we drafted him, you were on my phone saying that this furthers your theory with Jeremy Chin. What's the relevance? But the guy can't fucking cover. That's the relevance. The same shit that you're <laughs> oh saying, the same shit that you're saying about Jeremy Chin, uh. this guy cannot fucking cover. And go cut on the tape, watch the six minute tape that I watched. Go, I dare you to pull his stats because that even furthers my fucking stance. That the guy cannot fucking cover. So why would they ship a guy out who they've seen play safety? Because he can't it, fucking it, cover. He can't cover so neither. Why, so why so don't, if I got to pick between a nigga who's going to fucking walk at the end of this season for free or a nigga I just got out of the draft, who the fuck you think I'm picking? No, why the fuck would you bring another nigga in that can't fucking cover if you're going to ship a guy out because of the same exact reason? If we can't find a it's place, not for the same if we can't reason. find it's a place, the reason that you're saying you can't find a place on the field for Jeremy Chin is because he can't cover. In it, hold. Then why the fuck would you insert another guy who can't cover? Because I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Because there's he he fits nowhere. Where they the fuck does this guy? They fit? still have him working out with the secondary. So where does this, this nigga guy is fit? a pure safety? How like he he's a pure safety? How? What do you mean? How? What do he's you mean? He's played safety his whole career. They brought this nigga Jeremy Chin in as a fucking hybrid. They proceeded to let him play linebacker. He had a hell of a season. I believe he should have won rookie of the, uh, defensive rookie of the year. That's neither here nor there. They allowed him to play uh, uh, linebacker. He excelled in that role. Matt Rule dicks it away the following season or two years later, however the fuck you want to look at it, whatever the timeline is. He dicks it away. They put him at safety. We realize he's a liability in coverage. Then they start trying to move him around in a hybrid role. He shows that he can't excel there. And then guess what happens in that same in, in the same exact season? Frankie Louvu solidifies himself as one of the best fucking linebackers in football. So now you can't go to fucking linebacker because we got Frank and we got Shaq. So you really don't fit there and we're running the 3-4. We're not putting you outside because you're not a pass rusher. We know that shit too. Uh, you can't cover. That still doesn't make sense. When we of put why you at safety, this other guy cannot fucking cover. JJ, he doesn't. He, he, his stats proves that he can't fucking cover. I watched the six minute fucking highlight tape. I went and watched every fucking highlight tape of the rookies that we fucking drafted. His was the fucking longest, and I seen no fucking coverage. I seen one interception off a drop pass from the fucking receiver. That he probably he did. Four he probably he had four interceptions in twenty twenty one. He probably didn't even really catch that bitch because the shit was damn near on the ground. I seen two pass breakups. I know it has five on his fucking stat line because I did look at it. He had two pass breakups. He had five. That might have been in his highlight tape. But based so on what the are stats, your what is your highlight tape based, showing you? The best the fucking st- thing you did based on the stats. He had five. It, and he had four interceptions last year. 
2021, he had four interceptions. So two years ago, my apologies. I'm going based off football seasons. Last year, two years ago, two seasons ago, he had four interceptions. And so still, how are you going to say he can't cover? And still, how the fuck? How does that make? Because sense? because I just went, I watched this fucking highlight tape and looked at his fucking stats. The guy cannot fucking cover, and he's fucking five eleven. So Terrence, can I ask you a question? Are you going to put a linebacker? Who wants to be a matter of fact a linebacker that doesn't even want to fucking be in the secondary? Are you gonna choose that nigga over a nigga that is a pure fucking safety? Been a safety since he's been in college. What and that has nothing the position to do. With, that has to, nothing to do with nothing because he's been he a safety since he's been in college. That doesn't make him a pure safety. That just means that he plays that fucking position because he's too fucking small to play linebacker. So where else can he fucking play? He can't play corner because I'm sure he would get fucking burnt if he played corner. And so, so that doesn't make him a pure safety. And, and then he doesn't have the stats to fucking back that he's a pure safety. Because every fucking highlight I've seen, the most nigga, of his... fuck the highlights, the, bro. That's the fucking film. Fuck the highlights. If we're saying fuck the highlights, that's then not that... The, that's not the film, bro. We, we taking... Okay, cool. We taking this nigga's most pop plays. His, his loudest pop plays. Okay, cool, nigga. But turn on the actual film. Turn on his game film. And you can't sit there and tell me that you watch all of this nigga's game film and tell me that you that you see he can't cover. And you can't sit there and tell me you watch that shit and seen that he could cover. I'm not telling you he can or he can't. But again, with everything surrounding Jeremy Chen and all of the facts being presented, this nigga holds no fucking value. They still have him working out with the secondary. No they matter, still have him working out with no the secondary. No matter what you're saying, he doesn't hold value. What I'm telling you is to he say hold, he that, is to that's say you saying he doesn't hold value. Okay, that's cool. But to say this guy coming in furthers your theory is just fucking retarded because okay. it, that he can't do the same shit that you say Jeremy Chen can't do. Okay, I, 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 for me personally, I can't tell you that he can or he can't. Like I told you, only thing I did was watch the same highlight tape. What, what do you be telling me? And, do you trust me? No, I don't. On this, <laughs> okay. On this, on this, you, uh, okay. On this situation, well, cool. on this particular situation, no, I do not. Well, go do your fucking research. I and am. Then you, and then, and then, and then, then you'll see. And then I'll have a fucking solidified answer for our viewers well, and our listeners well, next week. Well, I have one for our viewers and our you listeners. Don't. I did my fucking research. You I don't. watched the guy's tape. He cannot fucking cover. You cover. don't. The only thing they showed you was him stretching niggas the whole fucking And that's niggas. the only thing that makes you so hyped is because, yeah, because he's, he's com- stretched niggas. Because he's coming he up. Look at that bitch on the ground like his dick is bigger than his. So Simple as that. And so that's and so that's why he should be on the team more yes. before Jeremy Chan because he yes. he hits people and looks at them. Yes. And goes in the that's interview exactly and why. say guys shouldn't be picked over him. Yes. That's, that's not exactly. a fucking valid reason. That's exactly reason. why. That's not and, a valid and, and, reason. If the Carolina Panthers, and, and let me talk directly to the camera. If the Carolina Panthers decide to keep Jeremy Chan on his roster and put that motherfucker on the field at any position other than linebacker, they're fucking embarrassing. Simple as that. They are. Because the nigga already told you he does not want to play. He doesn't want to play in the secondary. He already told you that. That's part of the reason why him and fucking Matt Rule was beefing. That's part of the reason why Steve Wilkes and Matt Rule were beefing when he was there. Because Matt Rule is incompetent. Fuck. That thought that he ran the fucking world because our owner allowed him to feel that way. And all he did was fuck everything up. Now, because you fucked everything up, Matt Rule, we appreciate it because now we realize this motherfucker Jeremy Chen can't cover. So now mm, he doesn't fit in a nickel position because who the fuck is he going to guard? He going to guard a slot? Huh, okay, cool. 
let that nigga go in the slot with, with a nigga like Justin Jefferson or CD Lamb when Dallas decided to move him around. So a guy that you said should have won defensive rookie of the year, I guess he's just not shit anymore. I never said that. I never said that. I, the only statement that I made was a factual statement in telling you right now for the Carolina Panthers, Jeremy Chin holds no value. And then the only thing that I said, you see, you you're getting so caught up in the fact that you you're I'm agreeing with you that he might not hold any value. We're in agreement there for the but Carolina Panthers, and I don't want anybody to get it confused. What I'm saying is he holds no value for our team in the sense of he's unplayable right now. Okay, cool. And you're so in over your head that I'm in agreement with you there. But what I'm telling you is that doesn't make sense for your theory about them drafting this guy because he cannot fucking cover. He can't fucking cover. But see, the difference is, and I kind of want to move on. I kind of want to wrap up just because I don't know how long we've been going. Um, what I'm telling you is you're making this statement that Jamie Robinson can't cover based on a six-minute highlight tape. And what research have I'm you making, done to show I'm that making, he can? I'm making this statement. I'm making this statement based on sitting here watching Jeremy Chen play a full season. Every fucking play of the Carolina Panthers last season, I fucking watched and dissected in and out. You know that. Okay. Every fucking play. Who's disagree with you on this though? So you're going based up. You're saying a nigga can't cover based on a six minute highlight tape. And I'm telling you that he can't cover, that Jeremy Chen can't cover based on a full season of work. And who so disagrees? If, if I have to pick between them two niggas, I'm going Jamie. Who disagreed with I'm you? Who Jamie. disagreed on you that Jeremy Chen can't cover? So what Nobody said that. Over? You're telling me that this guy can cover based on I'm, no, fucking no, 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 nothing. No, no. I'm not saying that. I just told you. You did tell me he could cover. No, that five that is what, ago, roll the tape. Five, roll the tape. Roll the fucking five tape. Minutes ago, I just to, five minutes ago, I just told you. I'm not saying that he can't cover or he can cover. You said the that after that the I'm, fact. The only thing that I'm telling you is I want Jamie Robinson on my team right now before I want Jeremy Chin on my team right now because one is fucking playable and I know exactly where the fuck I'm going to put him on the field. Where? And the other one, I got a fucking question. Where are you going to put him at? I'm going to put him at fucking safety. And based on what? Based, what do you mean based on what? Based, based, on, what? On, based on the fact that last season the nigga had – oh, let me pull up his stats. Based on the fact that he had an interception last year, uh, and you can pull up Jeremy Chin shit if you want to. One interception. Based on the fact that last year he had 99 tackles. So this nigga was almost at 100 tackles as a safety. That's number one. Did you? And just that alone, just that alone, that's why I put him on the field before Jeremy Chin. And like I said, Simple as if that. you would have went and he cut had on. almost 100 fucking tackles last year. If you would have went and cut on the film, then you would have seen that most of his fucking time, he played a hybrid position where he was in the linebacker spot just as the majority of the time as he was in the safety spot. He played a lot in the inside of the fucking box. They got him listed as a defensive back. Well, and, I, and, I know and, what they got him listed as, but... Just because he rolled go, down, just because he walked down. It wasn't a safety. walk down. Go look at the tape. I'm telling you. He go had look 99 at the tape. tackles last year. Cool. Yeah, 99 tackles last year. He had five pass breakups, and he had an interception. The year before that, he had four interceptions. He had 84 tackles, and he had... Three pass breakups and two forced fumbles. Okay. Yeah. Jeremy Chin's rookie and year, he had 117 total tackles. Now, tell I just about, let you lay my. Tell I just me let about you. I just what let you. Jeremy Chin did as a fucking safety. 
Tell me like what he I did said, as a safety last season. Like I said, Jeremy Chen, his first year, 117 total tackles, one sack, two forced fumbles, one interception, five pass deflections. That shit is great. That's phenomenal. Okay. And every fucking every year since then, his stats have fucking declined. Every since then, he still had five pass deflections, six pass deflections this past year. Uh, oh, that's one that's interception, great. one interception. That's great. Okay. And his stats have decreased significantly since last year. Are, are you going to take year. into account that he only played 11 games in 2022? Not necessarily. Because, cause, cause, nigga, you it's watch, 17 see, fucking why, games. I understand it. that, bro. But this is why I, I don't like when you do this shit. I really don't. Did right. you watch the same? Was Jeremy Chin last year the same Jeremy Chin that played in his rookie season? Yes or no? It's a simple question. Yes or no? No, but he played less games. But was he the same player when he was a vet, when he was on the field? Was he the same player? Yes or no? As his as his rookie year? No. But okay, the, cool. So every the player that doesn't that, progress, the second year, the second year after his rookie season, was he the same player? Yes or no? Mind you, he was still at linebacker in, in year two. He was still at linebacker. Was he the same player? Yes or no? He had ten less tackles. Was he the same player? Yes or no? Yes, based off of his stats. Yes, he was. Okay, cool. Like, last, the last thing I saw of Jeremy Chin, the last time I saw Jeremy Chin play, the last season I saw Jeremy Chin play in, he looked fucking subpar. I mean, he played, he was injured. He looked subpar. He I don't was give a injured. fuck. He was injured at the beginning of the season. And when he came back and he started playing, he played all of the games that he played consecutively in big games. When we had an opportunity to win the fucking division, he was subpar. Let's see. He was subpar. Jeremy Chin. And this is just this just goes based on some shit that we do. Jeremy Chen received zero defensive player of the weeks from FPFO last week, last year. Zero. A lot of players did. Zero. But I know who did. A, a lot of players did. I, I know I know who did. I know probably I can probably only name about three players that did. No, that's not true. Brian Burns, Frankie Louvu, and JC Horn. And Sam Franklin also got one. He didn't get that shit and from Sam me. Franklin he got also spe- got he one. probably got And Derek Brown also got one. Okay. The the main people that make up our defense outside of Sam Franklin, and you probably gave him that award based on probably because he hit a nigga hard. We good? We still rolling? <laughs> that nigga knock. Long story short, I love Jeremy Chen. Don't get it confused. I love Jeremy Chen. I wish him nothing but success. I think he's a phenomenal football player. But what I'm telling our fan base and what I'm telling every viewer, every listener of this podcast right now is that at this very moment, at this very point in time on May 2nd, 2023, Jeremy Chin holds no value for what the Carolina Panthers are trying to accomplish defensively this season. None. Based off he's gonna we play, don't know that. He's going to play at the, very, at the maximum, barring injury, let me preface that. Barring injury, at the maximum, Jeremy Chen will play 50% of the snaps. He won't start. We can't put him at safety. We already seen he's a liability there. He has no value. The only value he has at this very moment is in bringing back some of the draft capital that we gave up for Bryce Young this season. That's what value. That's what value Jeremy Chen has. And to be completely honest, if the Carolina Panthers don't feel as though they're going to re-sign Jeremy Chen after next year, they'd be dumb as shit not to move him. That's what I'd like to say in closing. They'd be dumb as shit not to move him. 
And then just uh, what I would like to say in closing, he played right outside linebacker his rookie season in which he, he did have 117 total tackles. He played free safety his second year in which he had 10 tackles less. I'm going to just put that out there. Because it, it if you were listening to the argument, it, it kind of got mixed up in translation from what I'm, I'm retracking. As it, J.J. made it seem like he, he played linebacker both his years. And so, yeah. That's what I like to say. He was still it, that nigga was still playing fucking linebacker. See, <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about? What, what are we talking mean, about? What do you right mean? Now? What are we talking about? Just do Jeremy the research. Chen was a fucking he was a he was a fucking safety his second year too. I mean, he was a fucking linebacker his second year too. That that's that's not true. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where you see that him listed as a as an outside uh, linebacker. Go look at pro football. They got him right outside linebacker. I don't know if it was right outside. Yeah, right linebacker, then free safety, and then he went to safety. So they have him listed as a free safety and then a strong safety? Yes. I mean. What? That shit is dumb. <laughs> oh, now it's dumb. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it is. Cool. Because, I mean, again. I'm just telling you what the facts is. Okay, that's fine. And so and we'll revisit this? this conversation once the season starts, and then we actually are able to see – well, yeah. actually, we'll know at training camp. Yeah, we will. Because don't fuck around and let him get outperformed by Jamie during training camp. That won't happen. Okay, well, you better hope it doesn't. Because they still got a bitch working out at, at secondary. So that leads me to believe that. They still want to try and fucking roll him out as a safety like they did last year when they saw he was a fucking liability. Because he plays safety his so second don't year. Let, so, okay, cool, nigga. That's great. Okay, cool. Don't let him get outperformed by Jamie. Because then you'll really be sick. Because then you're going to be like, bro, why the fuck is Jamie getting more reps than Jeremy Chen? I mean, you really gonna I be won't sick. be saying that because, I okay. mean, if a guy works harder, then that's what the fuck it is. Like, All right. Like I said, and I continue to say, nobody's above the fucking team. So if we decide to move on from Jeremy Chen, that's what it is. I'm, I'm not biased towards Jeremy Chen to the fact that I can't see his flaws. That's just not true. But what I was getting at was that he was bought in to further a theory that Jeremy Chen is getting shipped out. Just doesn't make sense. They don't even correlate, in okay. my opinion. Well, if you, my whole thing is, if you trusted this nigga at safety, there's no reason for you to go get another safety out of the draft. There's none. You already have four safeties on your roster, right? If you trust Jeremy Chin, because you got Xavier, you got Vaughn, you got uh, Eric, who is, is just a, a hybrid in the secondary. He can play any position, and you got Sam Franklin. So if you trusted Jeremy Chen as a, sec- as a as a safety, you wouldn't have brought in another safety out of the draft. That's dumb as shit. I, I, for you to for you to have five safeties roster. We, I mean, we got damn ten receivers roster. I mean, it's, it's completely different. It, and then it's completely different. We, like, let's be so serious. now everything is completely different. I don't get it. Like it's only completely different when you're trying to make that point. That's when it becomes completely different. So is it? So is it not completely different? Because us I having get, ten receivers, when you can have when you can have four to five receivers on the field at one time, that's not different than you only rolling out two safeties per fucking play in the NFL. That's not different. There's not a significant difference there in having fucking five to six uh, safeties rostered and ten wide receivers. You act like teams don't stack depth everywhere because we still have Sam Franklin's bum ass listed as a safety. Not to call him a bum, but just to prove my fucking point. 
that there's going to be more than fucking two, three safeties. Okay. Like, it's just going to happen. Okay. Just like it's a bunch of corners. I guarantee you would have drafted Joey Porter, but we still got Dante Jackson and JC. Yeah. I mean, that's great. And and to be honest, <laughs> had we got Joey Porter, uh, D-Jax would be on notice. <laughs> just like Jeremy Chin is. So let you, so Jeremy Chin, come into training camp and fuck around. Because now he got me hot. Come into training camp and fuck around and see how, how quick we ship your ass week four. Simple as that. The show you better than he can tell you. Delusion. Okay. He got to show me. That shit was great. Yeah, you did it for one season, nigga. Show me again. Show me again. Same with Frankie. I mean, absolutely. But I maintained that stance the whole time. I maintained that stance the whole time. The whole offseason, I've been saying that. Shit. Yeah, it's phenomenal that Frankie did what he did. But I understand that he ha- he holds no trade value. I said that like two weeks ago. Brian Burns been having to show you for four years. So, I mean, Jeremy Chin, you might have to show that nigga for the rest of your fucking career. For all we know. <laughs> and Brian Burns still got a lot see, to show me. See, look. He still got a lot to show me. Do you have anything to say in rapping? They're going to love that. They're going to love that concept. Uh, no. Only thing is, I'm excited. Excited about the draft. Excited about the new players. Uh, added to the team. I think training camp is going to be fun. Uh, it's going to show a lot. Uh, I'm really just excited to see the rookies, honestly. Like all of those other guys I've seen before, I'm just excited to see the rookies. I'm going to buy you a Jamie Robinson jersey for your birthday. I mean, what am I going supposed to refuse it? But if I choose just not to wear that shit on game day. I mean, yeah. That's very true. Because then I'll probably end up having to sell it the next year if he's traded. He's not going to be traded. He's a rookie. He has at least four years. There's no there's no point in trading. <laughs> not at all. Uh, Jeremy Chin, on the other hand, there's a lot of reasons to trade his ass. Hate to tell you. And, and Jamie possessed those same reasons. Well, I'm just telling you. The money I see. Thanks for tuning in to FBFO. <laughs> um, again, if you don't already subscribe, if you stay this long, appreciate it. Um, which I assume y'all y'all do, especially on YouTube, must see TV. Um, Yak will be back on next next week. I'm, I'm trying to convince him to actually come in, but he might just be on the call. He's gonna give his rundown of the, of the draft, and maybe if Yak tells you that we gonna ship the bitch nigga, then, then maybe you'll fucking. I mean, understand. didn't Yak? Did he, did he hit on that situation last week? Yeah, he did. But guess yeah. what? I'm gonna revisit it. And I'm gonna <laughs> okay. tell him the same shit. I, just I guess told you. Today. I guess you gotta hear from Yak in order to believe some shit. No, cool. not at all. Not at all. That's not. The just case go at all, do your bro. research on Jamie Robinson. You'll see what the fuck I'm talking about. I have. He's a demon. <laughs> I have. He's a demon And I can't wait to see him I can't wait to see him In, in, in person He'll be your height No he won't <laughs> He'll be an inch and a half taller Cause they don't lie on his shit But they allow on the quarterback shit <laughs> Appreciate y'all tuning in um, I don't know what we're doing next week We'll go through undrafted free agents It'll probably be a very short episode We're gonna let Yak come on And talk his shit How he feels about the draft um, Maybe they'll give us more news To talk about um, but it's been very eventful and in closing I'm happy that this shit is finally over I was tired of, I mean I said it for three weeks straight I was tired of the back and forth in the fan base 
I was tired of everybody talking about us in the national media asking what we were going to do. I was tired of the local media continuously asking Scott Fitterer and Frank Wright and Dave Tepper what they were going to do in regards to the first round pick and the first pick overall. I'm happy that it's over. We have our franchise quarterback. This is the guy that we're going with. I think he has the ability to do it. The, the feeling in the city was very, very, very Cam-esque on Thursday night. I'll be honest, every time I've gone to Charlotte since Cam Newton has been gone, it just ain't felt the same. Thursday night, it felt very, very similar. That should tell y'all something. That should tell y'all something. The fact still remains. <laughs> I'm going to let you have it. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Tell a friend to tell, tell a friend. FPF door. God damn. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> don't, even, <laughs> don't even worry about it. We'll fuck with y'all next week. It's a thin line between paper and hate. Friends and snakes. Nine millies and 38s. Hell or the pearly gates. I was destined to come. Predicted. Blame party. People I fuck that shit. Bigger than none. Wicked turn wives to widows. Shoot through satin pillows. The desolate one. Took a little time to claim my spot. Chairman of so the party. So Dermot not trade And I side with the Lord. Ride for the cause. While driving niggas shot out my doors. What did you say? First you tried to tell me about training now. Tried sticking me up. But I flipped on these ducks. Instead of me, ambulances were picking them up. Niggas fear what they don't understand. Hate what they can't conquer. Guess it's just the fear of man became a monster.